Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Okay, hello and welcome back. This is going to be a special one. Um, I got a lot of really good responses to some of the more big picture episodes we've been doing, like I we um, like uh, the the Pluto Returns episode and the Generations in Astrology episode, um, and you know nothing makes me happier than this kind of zoomed out analysis, which is to me the joy of astrology, and you know I am happy to be happy to be paid to write horoscopes, Um, but it's really when you get to zoom out and look at the bigger picture, do you get a sense of where things are going on the macro? And, you know, I think people think of astrology as like, oh, are you a fortune teller? Are you going to tell me how I'm going to die? And it's like, yeah, that's fine, but it's more about this system of correspondences where these huge changes go through cycles and and reinventions and evolutions and you are just a cog in that bigger thing you're an important and essential cog but you know we need to look at your place in a much bigger picture and it, I, I highly recommend if you haven't um nasa has gotten pretty much unprecedented imagery from the web telescope over the last two weeks that is uh, you know, it, it just, it's like the ending of Men in Black. It just makes you really see how this whole thing is so much bigger than you can possibly imagine. You know what I mean? And yet, um, through astrology, we understand how everything is connected. So this time we are going to talk about Uranus in Taurus, which is, you know, I wrote a piece recently for Nylon that I would love for you to read about this that um, it took all I I could write books about this, you know, my editor was just like, this is your favorite subject, you know, you're not going to be able to cover everything. And I wasn't. So here we can go a little bit. And frankly, even since writing that article, I've I've learned so much more. So this is inspired um, for a lot of reasons. Firstly, What's been going on with abortion rights and the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff and a lot of other things, you know, there is a sense that the themes we're about to talk about are at a breaking point. Um, And then the other thing to know, um, just to lay the groundwork, so all the eclipses this year are on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. And so Uranus has, let me just start at the beginning. Uranus is the planet of change. Uranus is the planet of new technological discovery, of um, kind of queer culture revolution. Uh, Uranus is a chaos bringer. It is the big bad wolf. It, um, It is, I associate it with the tower in tarot. So Uranus comes to rip your straight jacket off. Most people like their straight jackets. You know, Uranus comes to um, kick you out of the darkest cell of the, the tallest tower. Most people want to be in the darkest cell of the tallest tower. So it is this aspect of genius and explosive revolutionary energy. And by the way, I hate that word energy, and I you're not going to hear that again on this podcast. I'm not one of those people. Um... 
so so that is you know all lovely in concept uranus is in taurus from about 2018 to 2025 dot 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 um there's just retrogrades and stuff but you get the idea Taurus is the sign least resistant to change, okay? So when Uranus is in, you know, Uranus is going to be in Gemini next. I think that's a little bit, um, I don't want to say easier, but Gemini is so much about discourse and transmission that, you know, progress feels less painful. Taurus is all about... um, this is what I have. This is what makes me me. This is how I make my money. Why should I compromise for anyone? Which is, by the way, essential and very powerful, right? To say, you know, the reason why the Torian divas are the best is because you're not going to tell Cher um, to take half a paycheck. You know, you're not going to tell Grace Jones. You know, there's that that New York Times interview with Grace Jones where she's sitting by the hotel pool with a bottle of champagne and they're interviewing her and the hotel manager comes up and is like, excuse me, you can't drink champagne by the pool. And um, Grace Jones is like, do you want to just work for me? Because that's bullshit. Like, why don't you just work for me? You know, it's this thing of... I am actually taking ownership of my destiny. You're not going to tell me otherwise. So this is quite a showdown. And it's more pronounced uh, this year than ever because we have all the eclipses going down in Taurus Scorpio. So Scorpio, the underworld, Scorpio kind of uh, violation, um, Scorpio, you know, the truth of, of power enmeshment and manipulation. Taurus, the kind of Apollonian, uh, the, the defined, the, um, you know, the bright and resplendent self. Scorpio saying, no, you know, self is an illusion. It has to be destroyed. So quite a showdown. And, um, at the end of July, for that kind of July 31st to August 1st moment, We have a big gate opening, which is Uranus is going to hit the North Node, which is, uh, it's, it's the door of destiny. It's kind of the gate of karma and Mars will be joining them. Mars, God of War. So we know, uh, and by the way, concurrent with that, Beyonce is releasing her new album and then Lena Dunham is releasing her new movie, which is really about like teenage sexual desire. And I'm sure it's going to piss a lot of people off, blah, blah, blah. So... By the way, I'm jumping around a lot, but, you know, the way I'm going to do this, you know, you can read my article if you're, if you want something more linear, the podcast, just get into me being elliptical and let, you know, as we say in recovery, take what you like and leave the rest. Okay. So just whatever sticks with you. Great. You don't need to, I'm not covering everything. You don't need to know everything. Just trust me. Okay. So we know a gate's kind of opening and we know that this doesn't feel like a time of progress. In fact, it feels like a big period of backlash. So I'm just going to kind of lay out um, what happened the last time Uranus was in Taurus and then catch us up to this moment. Um, A lot of this is informed by, yes, my own research, but for the sake of this podcast, I recently watched the documentary Century of the Self. This is a BBC documentary from 2002. It is available for free on YouTube. I highly recommend it. It is basically about how the the theories of Sigmund Freud were used by the advertising industry, which then got us into the mess we're in now. So, um, you know, I'll backtrack a little bit, but the last time Uranus was in Taurus was 1935 to 1942. So that is FDR bringing the country out of the depression. That is FDR setting up the New Deal. We're getting the Native American New Deal. We're seeing um, the unemployed being put to work to create, you know, the Empire State Building, etc., the bridges. We're seeing a lot of... Um, I'm not saying FDR was some angel, by the way, but we are seeing, uh, you know, Taurus dealing with money and the land. 
Sorry, there's children screaming in the background. Um, you know, if, if I had it my way, this would be Trunchbull country, no children allowed. Um, but we are seeing a lot of public initiatives and a lot of financial recovery. What the Century of Self indicates... Hold on. So one of the things that Roosevelt does is he recruits someone named Gallup to start polling the public because he wants to improve his chances for re-election. And this is when we see the dawn of, quote, public opinion. You know, uh, Taurus is really the sign of affirming one's individuality. And individuality is kind of a a 20th century invention. Uh, It's not really a thing uh, up until then. You know, when you... When you look, especially when we talk about um, when when Mulan came out, of course, Chinese audiences hated it because the themes of, you know, claiming one's individuality and going against the family is an American invention. You know what I mean? It, it's totally valid. It's just not um, in many parts of the world and throughout much of history, the idea of I am me, these are my wants and my desires, is really new. It's very Uranus and Taurus, right? It's very Uranus uh, progress and Taurus individual self-ownership. You know, what I have to say has value. Uh-oh. Okay. So we see the, the, the dawn of really the public opinion of people saying, this is what I want for the country, right? And we also see that corporations hate Roosevelt, which is really interesting. Corporations say, you know, politics should not be um, aligned to the will of the people. Corporations should, you know, we should be telling the people what they need. And we are the leaders of the country. The corporations then uh, create public relations. They create, how can we, how can we wield Freud's theories that the self has these primal desires, how can we wield these things to make people not just buy things uh, for survival, but buy things because they may mean something about them? And there's the incredible instance with Betty Crocker, where after World War II, um, you know, Betty Crocker launches and housewives totally hate it because they say, if I make this cake that only takes, you know, an hour, I then then it's it's not personal. There's no effort put into it. And I'm just going to feel like I'll be seen as lazy. And Anna Freud and, and who's Freud's daughter and the Freudians, uh, you know, the Freudian PR people basically say, have the women crack an egg into the cake. The egg represents, you know, the ovum, uh, the womb. It will make them feel like they made a personal contribution, like a bit of themselves went into this creative act. After that, of course, Betty Crocker skyrockets. So we're starting to see these these dark manipulations around the self. Um, but, but to zoom out a little bit, you know, this is also a really exciting period for Uranus and Taurus because we are seeing, you know, Taurus is the sign of the divine feminine, um, of the woman as a generative creative matrix. Um, and, and this is an exciting time because we're seeing Hedy Lamar, Betty Davis, um, Catherine Hepburn, who's a Taurus. Hello. Uh, Hedy Lamar is a Scorpio, as you know. Betty Davis is an Aries. But, you know, we're seeing all these sorts of new women. With the war effort, we're now seeing women going to work. And this is an exciting time because we see the creation of Wonder Woman, Catwoman, and Lois Lane, who I would say are, you know, how many hours do you have? But I would say are probably the three most enduring and important archi- like women character archetypes of the last hundred years. I just think like you can't <laughs> you can't crack them. Um, you know, there's a reason why Lois Lane is fucking Lois Lane. You know what I mean? Um, by the way, you know what? I'm not gonna get into this, but I did just rewatch Superman. Margot Kidder. You can't. You cannot crack that. Okay. 
So we are seeing a lot of innovation in that way. We're also seeing, you know, with Taurus, um, we are seeing the rise of the autocrat. You know, Taurus is the sign of autonomy, which we'll come back to later. Um, And we're seeing the rise of the autocrat, which is simultaneously as, you know, individuals are starting to get their little moment, right? As, uh, you know, the individual has a tobacco company marketing to them specifically, we are also seeing individual men taking unprecedented power. And it's power, you know, to say that there hadn't been despots in the past would, would be wrong, but you have to understand that even Alexander the Great, who is this massive conqueror, Alexander the Great is doing it through the form of divine, you know, he is theoretically a divine manifestation and he is still answering to the will of, you know, the Macedonian people. Not even in that way. He's still their king and and ruler, but there is more of an integrated aspect of he as an individual doesn't exist. He as the king is playing a certain role, you know? And when uh, I read one of the books that's been mind-blowing for me has been um, The Astrology of Fate by Liz Green. And she talks about how, you know, the, the astrologers for the French kings would literally tell them the day they would die. And she says, you know, that doesn't really apply now because those those same metrics about when you'll die you the king will die now get applied to psychology because it's about well you're going to go through an ego death you're going to go through dot 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 because back then if you were the king you were the king if you were a farmer you were a farmer and that was kind of all there was to it now that we have a more um integrated sense of individuality you know, of this complicated self, it, it's a, it's, it's a bit more vast. And, and by the way, I, I just want to note, you know, something really interesting going on now. I'm jumping ahead a bit. Is right now we're seeing the dawn and expansion of IFS, which is interfamily systems, which is the idea that you know, within each of us, there are multiple parts. There are inner children, there are wounded parts, there are all sorts of parts who are in constant dialogue and have different needs. So, you know, we've, we're now going into a future, I think, where it's not going to be a battle of gender definition. It's going to be a, a, everyone will be a collection of selves. We're going to go from they to we, which I don't think is a bad thing, but it's just interesting where we're we're, we've gone from a place where there isn't really a complex self to now there isn't one self. There could be many selves. So, you know, I'm just pointing that out. But what we see leading up to World War II are the rise of these autocrats who are really claiming power for themselves in a, in a way that's unprecedented. Yes, you could say that Hitler or Harry Truman are instruments of the state. But um, that level, you know, we know that while this is happening, Pluto is in Leo. So we're seeing this kind of it, it's it's a rock star thing. You know what I mean? It's not just it, it, Hitler's like a celebrity and same with FDR, same with Churchill. Um, and these men are commanding huge empires um, a, a, and really unprecedented levels of destructive capability. We are seeing the dawn of the me generation. So we're seeing the dawn of of this generation who will be obsessed with with the rock star, you know, with the transcendent self. The the children who are born around this time by the 70s are going to be exploring self-help, etc., which which is actually covered in Century of the Self. Um, you know, those groups in the 70s are all about letting out the primal you, etc., etc. Okay. You know, so this whole period kind of peaks with with Harry Truman, um, you know, having atomic capability. Um, The idea being one person can obviously it's not that he made the, the choice unilaterally, but essentially Harry Truman can make the choice to press the button and, you know, uh, launch an atomic bomb on on Hiroshima, 
um, on Nagasaki, etc. So we're seeing this huge sense of autonomy expanding in ways that are now getting a little bit bigger than we can control. Um, and then, you know, as we go from this point, we now enter into this realm of hyper-consumerism, um, of the self being this thing that can be constantly marketed to. Um, we start seeing, and, and they cover this, but by the time we get into the 80s, you know, um, mass production can now go into phases. And then by the 90s, we have lifestyle marketing. So it really becomes this monstrous thing of you are this thing that we are selling to. Um, and what really goes on by giving people this sense of choice and will and individuality, which sounds great, it also kind of lets out the dark side of that, which is, you know, the dark side of Taurus, which is entitlement. It is the sense of, well, I can have what I want when I want it, right? You know, there is this sense and there's this great quote in Century of the Self of democracy is reduced from something requiring active citizenry to the idea of the public as passive consumers, you know. So it becomes this thing of they are, con you know, when you are being sold to constantly, you believe that what you buy is what you are. Hello, Taurus. Um, and that then leads to this just massive, massive, empty uh, consumerism. And by the way, I am a Taurus and like all I want to do is buy a Nintendo. And I, I think there are healthy aspects of that, of I am buying something for myself. You know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm giving something to myself. I'm investing in myself. But we also see how that kind of evolves in a dark way. Um, what's interesting, Freud, who is a Taurus and who I share a birthday with, you know, we'll deal with that. Um, I also share a birthday with Orson Welles, which is like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, but I do share a birthday with, with uh, Rudolph Val Valentino. So at least one hot person. You know what I mean? Okay. We see an interesting thing happening, which is uh, Wilhelm Reich is offshoots. Uh, he goes against Freudianism, and his belief is, you know, it's not about controlling this idea of the self or um, manipulating it. We need to unleash those primal desires, like... Reich, who, who wants to create this device called the Orgo, the Orgon machine, which we get um, the Kate Bush album Cloud Busting, um, you know, Dreams of Organon, etc., is all about he believes that orgasms are liberating and he wants to set them free, basically, which is interesting because Taurus is a sign of fertility and Taurus and Scorpio are on this axis of what is the dangerous or destructive power of sex? And we see that the, psycholo the you know, psychology institution kicks Reich out and basically has him discredited and destroyed. So we're starting to see this idea of the self. Yes, the self is this thing that's being awakened and discovered, which is very Torian, but it's also being controlled as a consumerist tool off the bat. And the idea of selfhood, of pleasure, and of fertility being really free, which is the true kind of destiny of Taurus and Scorpio, is being repressed off the bat. Um, and, they, you know, Century of the Self does this great job of showing that even in the 70s, when people are going to, to est and, you know, screaming and unleashing their inner werewolf, whatever, it's always getting sucked back into the matrix. You know, I think what, what's so brilliant about Cloud Atlas, one of my favorite books, and by the way, I celebrate the movie too, um, is they, they really just show how how big the machine is. And, you know, when, when um, 
Somni leads her revolution, you know, we, we understand she knows that it's, it's already being doctored. She knows that it's being controlled and manipulated. So, okay. Moving forward, we're now catching up to where we are now. So it's, it, it's 2018 to 2025 period. And we're now seeing how is all of this kind of catching up? So uh, just broad strokes, we can look at, you know, Uranus and Taurus. What are some of the big obvious signs? We know, first of all, that um, uh, a, a big thing with Roosevelt was the Dust Bowl, was this crazy environmental catastrophe in the United States. Um, and we're seeing a similar climate crisis. We're seeing the invention of synthetic meat. You know, there's, there is this new awareness of the environment and the earth. And we're really understanding too, with that, what are the consequences of consuming? You know, what, when you have a restaurant or when you have a child or when you have any of these things that require constant consumption and upkeep what are the consequences of that and you know i'm not trying i am a tourist so i am a consumer and i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to like espouse some sort of um moralism what i am just saying is we're starting we're really reckoning with that in ways that when i was growing up i don't know that you would question um now people really are asking questions of like what does it mean that I'm buying Ziploc bags? Where are these going? You know what I mean? So that's kind of up. Um, we're also seeing money um, really just... First of all, we're seeing NFTs. We're seeing cryptocurrency. We're seeing money, which is Taurus's domain, really go digital. And we're seeing it being played with. Um the GameStop coup that happened in 2021 happened on a Uranus Saturn square. So these these systems of of you know of holding money and controlling money are at threat. I think it's worth noting this transit. If you look at the the beginning of this transit outright, what was going on in the culture? So when Uranus did a dip in 2018 in a Taurus, but it really started the big tour in 2019, at which point Parasite had just come out and become like the big movie. And the the last Avengers movie came out, which ends with Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man dying. And those movies, uh, you know, are pretty fucked up because they... The Marvel Universe is not supposed to be about billionaires. You know, that's DC. You know, you follow Batman, who's a billionaire. That's DC. He's larger than life. Marvel Universe is supposed to be about people just like you, Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. And we, we've been watching for the last 10 years these movies about this charming billionaire and all of his basically sidekicks. And with his death, we're kind of like getting a bit of a wake up from that delusion of like why are we loving this this sort of person? We, you know, which is leading us into the period we're in now, which is Amazon is more powerful than ever. I think we're starting to see Jeff Bezos as Lex Luthor, though. You know, we're seeing Jeff Bezos, who during his second Saturn return, takes a rocket ship, a, a dick-sized rocket ship to space. Elon Musk is becoming this huge presence. And of course, during this whole thing, Donald Trump is president. So we're seeing these billionaires going bigger than ever, controlling more money and power than ever. They're also being seen in a new light. Um, you know, so there's both aspects to it. And, and Uranus also, I think, we saw this year, we did see the first, I mean, to say successful is generous, but we see the first viable coup against Amazon, which is the first union that gets a win. I know that Amazon will crush them, um, you know, and it's impossible, but we are starting to see, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine, her boyfriend makes NFTs and his ethos really is like, 
these these rich people don't understand what this is and they're willing to waste so much fucking money on it like let's just play a joke on them and you know uranus is very much a trickster uranus and mercury are the two trickster planets uranus really is saying like let's fuck with the whole system you know so that what's interesting is with the pandemic with with the kind of random allotment of unemployment that went out on mass during the the pandemic people are really understanding that it's kind of all monopoly money you know it it's starting to feel a little bit more like why am i taking this seriously and you know i was with my aunt and uncle yesterday who were born in the late 40s and they were doing an aside that i have heard from that generation a lot which is you know people aren't going back to work all of these corporations are hiring and no one wants to work anymore and you know i was trying to say like you know yeah kind of fuck that you know first of all what is being promised anymore why should an individual compromise themselves for this corporation that doesn't give a shit about them and is going to screw them over um and also you know with we're seeing all these conversations post pandemic about why would you go back to corporate work culture why would you go back to being abused when you can become a tiktok star or an entrepreneur and i know that's really quite that sounds quite juvenile but i think the questions being asked is like taurus is a bull and people don't want to be herded when uranus is in taurus there's this thing of like i'm not going to work for anyone i'm the boss you know what i mean so i do believe that there is some new future of you know collectivity and pluto will be in aquarius soon So I'm not saying it's like every man for himself, but I think this idea that you would submit or to someone uh because they're promising to give you a pension maybe if the economy doesn't crash again, it's just kind of not going to be happening. So that's interesting. We're also seeing in terms of a sexual well, well in terms of Taurus as woman femininity um you know fertility uh we are seeing this has been a really revolutionary time for for women dot 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 i i know you're like what do you mean revolutionary you know i'll just say this since 2018 we see the squad you know we see aoc and elon omar and 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 we are seeing a younger generation of women who look different and talk differently than say Nancy Pelosi i think we can agree about that you know a lot of people hate AOC but it's like she's she's new she's tapping into something and she's pissing people off she's doing something different you know it her femininity and her feminism is not as militarized and by militarized i mean militarized um by the state you know she's not kamala it's a different kind of rock star and it's a new evolution which is quite exciting we're also seeing trans women we're seeing trans people exploding you know we're seeing from india more macy rodman alok um you know charlene being in that hbo documentary wig you know charlene first guest on the show we're seeing we're seeing the drag race machine go super global and and really make femininity kind of like a fun game that anyone can play we're also seeing the expansion of trans just everything everywhere and a lot of that does feel often really forced but we're seeing trans rock stars we're seeing trans act- actresses etc cetera, etc cetera. in a way and, and you know there's that amazing camille paglia writes this piece about the death of the hollywood screen siren and she says you know the only person who's actually doing classic hollywood glamour is india more because she is this trans woman who is reclaiming that classic femme sphinxhood 
you know? So we are seeing, and in terms of autonomy, you know, which we'll get to abortion, but the idea of, we're obviously in a culture war right now with Saturn and Aquarius. We're having all these trans bathroom battles, but the idea of like, actually, this is my body. This is my gender confirmation. I know what I want is very Torian and it's very Uranian. And, you know, I think it's really hard. There's this, this just bullshit about, well, these kids are too young. They need more time before they transition, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the truth is actually, it doesn't fucking matter because it's what they want. It's their body. So you kind of just have to submit to that. You know, the idea that any older authority could tell you what to do, Uranus and Taurus is not going to have that. We're now seeing the backlash to that. What's going on? Oh, and, and you know, just also, I have to say, Marvel is releasing She-Hulk. Uh, watch this space because I'm going to be writing a piece on that, which I'm very excited about for a publication I'm excited about. But, you know, we're just seeing like a green muscular woman lifting men up. You know, there's just a lot of new imagery out there. And and while I was wa- writing my Uranus and Taurus piece, I really was watching a lot of Megan the Stallion vi- videos because Megan, you know, the thought shit video, especially, which is like this conservative politician, <laughs> um, who's trolling Megan, Megan and her like army of women who are basically wearing thongs in traditional workmen uniforms, like women in thongs as construction workers or cops kidnapping him and then sewing a vagina on his face. It's just kind of perfect, right? Um, Megan is a part of something new also, which is very much Uranus and Taurus, which is this explosive sexual uh, culture, you know, we are seeing, especially during the pandemic, everyone has an OnlyFans. When you go on Twitter, and you know, I'm just saying this as a gay man, but like everyone has a fucked up alt account. Bottoming culture, you know, that culture of I want this person to spit in my face, you know, you know, th- this like ass up liberation is really powerful and it's quite dangerous because we're seeing pleasure being affirmed, which goes back to Wilhelm, Wilhelm Reich's thing, which is that actually it's a sexual awakening. It's not anything else. It has to come from the sex. And we're seeing kind of the rise of the bottoms, you know? Um, we're also, of course, seeing the backlash to that. We're seeing all the shit with Pornhub. We're seeing OnlyFans wanting to ban uh, sexual content like that and then realizing that they can't. Um, you know, we're seeing both sides to that, but, you know, I want to lay out that a lot of what's happened since 2018 too is very much this Uranus Taurus thing of toxic wellness, self-care culture, you know, this idea of buy nice candles, buy a gua sha treatment, you know, all of these really, which are fine by the way, and I've done all of it, but like It becomes this idea of buying things that you can use to care for the self rather than seek pleasure, you know, seek orgasm, seek, um, seek embodiment. Um, so I'm just pointing out that we're seeing that duality. I find it really interesting that during this time, Yellow Jackets comes out. Yellow Jackets is not a perfect show, but Yellow Jackets hit the public consciousness because we're seeing women being cannibals. You know, we're seeing this form of um, very powerful primal female pubescent um, awakening, okay? We then start to come into more of the backlash stuff. So we see, um, first of all, you know, the dark side of Twitter is... With Uranus and Taurus, it's my point of view. You know, Taurus is, this is my point of view. Uh, my mom, who's a Taurus, has this amazing plaque in our house called that says Mikasa es Mikasa, which is so, that's Taurus. You know, it's like, I I know what I want and I know who I am. The issue that has happened is that in desperation, 
you know, as we start to see the invention, the phone, we start to see social media, the world starts to get smaller for each person where rather than us living in an interconnected global world, it now is the world of your point of view. You know, we see um, the algorithms get shifted so that they serve each person's individual political point of view. Hello. And, and there's this idea and and please listen to the Elaine Stritch episode with Larry Owens. You know, Larry makes the point too many people have a voice now. And, and you know what we see with Twitter is this idea that everyone now deserves to, you know, have their say. And we also see these very pessimistic um, media cl- conglomerates, namely Disney, are now doing this thing where they say, well, you know, we're serving the fans. Well, who are the fans? I'm a fan. Do you have to to serve me? Do you have to serve a rancid fan if he is some loser who's never been laid, who also is polishing guns in his parents' basement, who thinks that Kelly Marie Tran should not be in a Star Wars movie because she is Asian and should therefore be receiving death threats? And so much so these, these conglomerates are afraid of losing that person's ticket because the economy is so fucked that they will kick Kelly Marie Tran basically out of the next Star Wars movie to serve him because, hey, we're here for the fans. You know, this idea that an individual has, and they talk about this in Century of the Self where they say when Bill Clinton and Tony Blair start doing these suburban polls where they're saying, what do people in the suburbs want? It's like, maybe people in the suburbs shouldn't be deciding what's good for politics. You know, the idea of a political apparatus is not what the people want, but maybe what the people need. And I'm not saying all the way with that, because then we kind of go into Stalinism, but you can't go into Fultorianism either, because then that's just saying, feed the consumer, feed the consumer, the customer's always right. It's really interesting being in outside of America and doing this, this podcast, because I, I, you know, I hate to say this, but working at a cafe, when Americans come in, and when I'm saying Americans, I'm talking about Jewish American princesses and frat boys. I'm talking about, you know, the people I grew up with. I'm talking about basically Jews from Long Island. So I'm not saying all Jews from America are like this. You really see people who who can't fend for themselves um, and, and who don't know how to adjust to another culture because they don't know they don't understand what's going on when the world isn't catering to them you know having to explain that we don't have iced coffee the way they like it at their specific cafe by their Tulane campus it's really hard for they you you really see that they're confused you know so that has basically become the world which is this sense of toxic individualism and and this idea that your point of view needs to be heard, not great. Um, it's not balanced, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on from that that dark stuff, we then come into these questions of liberty and privacy. So Jeannie Sue Gerson, uh, I really recommend uh, you you read her New Yorker stuff because she talks about. What's going on with privacy? And this is core to Taurus. Taurus is, if I want to own guns, I'm going to own guns. You know, privacy is really vital and it's really powerful. But Jeannie Sukerson in her New Yorker reporting talks about like, we don't really know what privacy is. She has this quote, um, it's not explanatory what liberty means. You know, so we go to these points of, she talks a lot about, A lot of feminists were against the wording of Roe v. Wade because Roe v. Wade, you know, uses this language of privacy to protect a woman's bodily autonomy, which as a sentiment is correct. But we then discover that gun owners evoke the same language. Um, Abusive spouses evoke the same language. Tax evading presidents evoke the same language. You know, this idea of privacy and autonomy uh, can get really warped because 
it, it can be unchecked, which isn't to say that abortion, right, you know, abortion has always been under siege. And it's not like I'm not equating what what women who are wanting just bodily autonomy, which is at the core, 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 you know, by the way, the ancient core of Taurus. And I know I've said this a million times. We are talking about the fallopian tubes. We're talking about the crescent moon. We're talking about the bull. We're talking about fertility. Um, and we're talking about the ancient matrilineal um, goddess-worshipping cultures, which really saw the male as just kind of a wandering phallus and centralized the woman as the creative generator. You know, I was reading in The Origins in the History of Consciousness, there is this idea that all birth was considered virgin birth for a while because... You know, if a woman's giving birth, it's really between her her and God. And the man is kind of incidental. And we talk a lot about later on, you know, they have to kind of insert Joseph into the the Virgin Mary scenario. They have to, the, the, you know, Darth Vader is revealed as Luke's father in the second movie. I think that's kind of a perfect metaphor. But, you know, early on, there is no question of, of the male because they're kind of incidental. We then are now in, in the inverse reality where men are trying to control and, uh, and, and dominate what is really the most primal power in the universe, which is the power to create. Um, and, and the power to assert, if a woman can assert authority over that power and choice, you know, men are out. So, you know, we're understanding why this backlash is coming during a Victorian period, but we're also seeing a lot of complications going on right now, which is these questions of religious freedom, you know, religious liberty, gun owners' rights, all come to these ideas of autonomy that are brought to a really toxic place. And what was amazing uh, about the Satanic Temple and a Jewish temple in Florida um, suing uh, because they're saying, well, according to our religious freedom, by the way, a woman has total right to get an abortion. So are you telling me, you know, what's the double standard here? That's a perfect irony um, where, you know, they're calling out all the hypocrisy and all the Christian nonsense here. But, but you know, I, I'm just laying this out to say this, this, this is a big Uranus Taurus showdown because this is a backlash over women having rights over their body, one. This is a big question over how far can individual rights go for good and evil in a state? You know, we, I, I personally think the state should regulate guns. You know, just because you want a semi-automatic rifle or whatever they're called, maybe doesn't mean you should be able to buy one at the corner store. But then we also get questions of can a woman's sexuality and bodily autonomy exist within a state? Can it exist in a surveillance state? You know, maybe it can't. Maybe it's not something that can ever be compromised. You know, and how are we figuring that out? Um, so, so now whatever happens next is this sense of, you know, there, there is going to be more illegal abortion happening, which isn't, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a safe thing, but I am saying there is this departure from, you know, depending on the state, there is this sense of having to take it into your own hands, which is awful and scary, but this is very much Uranus in Taurus. We're starting to really wonder um, what can be compromised anymore. Um, and then, of course, we come to the Amber Heard stuff, which is a big backlash. Uh, another aspect of the backlash, which is Amber Heard is expressing, like, you know, my sexuality can't really be pinned within the confines of traditional moralism or Me Too moralism. You know, Me Too was basically stating this is what abuse is. Uh, this is how abuse is right or wrong, and it has to be really simple. 
Taurus and Scorpio, and we had the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial go down during the Taurus Scorpio eclipses. Taurus and Scorpio are basically saying, like, you know, desires are really complicated. Relationships are really complicated. Power dynamics are really complicated. You think you want autonomy or you think you have autonomy, but when you get into a relationship, things get really messed up and dark and compromised. But what Amber Heard was trying to affirm was, you know, nevertheless, abuse is still real. And even if things aren't still cut and dry, there was still real abuse. You know, there was a big power discrepancy. There was a big fame discrepancy. And as we saw, again, we're talking about this kind of autocrat, this kind of rock star idealism. People and Johnny Depp himself, there was this aggrandizement of him as bigger than life and kind of incapable of moral flaw. You know, he is, people really think he is the product that Disney sold him to be, and they can't reconcile the complicated reality of what he is. So we get this really moralistic, and this is, by the way, very typical of Taurus, you know, Taurus women, their sexuality. We're talking about Michelle Pfeiffer in The Age of Innocence, the Countess Olenska, you know, Janet Jackson, Lena Dunham, etc. You know, real sexual power, which is the ability to go into things, exert power, be not a cut and dry, traditional, morally acceptable victim, but someone who is involved in something complicated, who is abused nonetheless and is trying to assert her rights, that gets really, there's a huge backlash because I think the Taurus femininity and sexuality can't really be pinned. And, you know, it's interesting that Catwoman gets invented in this time, last time, because Catwoman is that, you know, Catwoman is like, you can't judge me. Batman can't, Batman never catches Catwoman. And she's not the femme fatale because she doesn't get punished at the end, ever. Um, It's that sort of a thing that is threatening to the main, you know, misogynist world that we're living in. It's also threatening to me too, because it's basically saying like, this shit is complicated and you can't codify it, you know? We're also, of course, seeing during this time the new rise of the autocrat. We're seeing China, Russia, Brazil, Hungary. Um, we're, you know, obviously United States. We're seeing not just plutocrats, but autocrats. And we're seeing with Putin a very interesting form of toxic Torian individualism, which is. You know, he acts like Ukraine personally offended him. It's not even a matter of he's doing this for Russia. This is personal. They, he's the victim, which is very Taurus. You know, I, this, I'm the victim. I'm the beneficiary. I'm the victim. So we're seeing these autocrats who are really acting like children because they're saying, you know, Taurus is really, um, if you think about childhood development, Taurus is when you're a child in the playpen and you say, no, this toy is mine. You know, it's literally that level of self-discernment by saying this is what is mine, which can be very powerful, by the way. But with these autocrats, we're seeing this sense of like, you know, the, in Brazil, it's like he and, – and, and by the way, this is the same with, with uh, Erdogan in Turkey. Er, Erdogan was shutting – he was trying to shut down archaeology that would explore the history before the Ottomans, before, before modern Turkey, which is so vast because, by the way, Noah's Ark probably crashed in that land, but because he was saying, no, this is contradictory to the reality, to my reality, you know? So that's quite dangerous. So all of this is quite dark, and I, I, I want to point out that what is liberating big picture is first of all i think that the environmental chaos going on and these questions about mass consumerism are meant and, and this is uranus putting taurus back on track in some ways you know it it's 
these questions of what would whole consumerism be? What would um, what would true wealth be? And what would um, what are ways that that you could be well fed and well sustained, but not not at such a level of egomania that you are draining the world of its resources. Um, I was reading The Dawn of Everything, and they, of course, bring up that classic example of, like, when the, I think it's, like, the 18th century, when the French explorers are having these big conversations with some of the Native American chiefs, you know, the French explorers are saying there has to be vast wealth, there has to be an aristocracy so that we can progress, you know, humanity forward, and... And if if there are people who have to starve for that to happen, it's okay. And the Native Americans are saying, like, we don't have any starving people. Like, no one goes hungry because everyone is cared for because it's a real community. So, you know, that's kind of anti-Taurus. Taurus is very much, again, Mikasa es Mikasa. Uranus is trying to balance that out. I think one way that that is getting balanced out is this sort of fuck the man, fuck the corporation, let's blow up Wall Street energy, which makes sense. Um, you know, it's been a rough 14 years since Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008. And that energy, I think, can be really productive and combustive. I think that the toxic, the idea of toxic fanhood has an inverse, which is, you know, we saw with the Britney Spears thing, like, her fans really showed up in this way that did do good. You know, I'm not asserting that these are the healthiest people, and, you know, please read my article about Britney Spears, which is on David, uh, from the Iffy, and it's on davidodyssey.com, and you can listen to my, uh, I was on the podcast Cracks in Postmodernity to talk about this, but the idea being that these people who were consumers of a product, the product being Britney Spears, actually had a viable say in helping her, in basically getting her out of prison, uh, out of this state-sanctioned prison, out of this dark, you know, cell. Um, that is actually quite hopeful because it's saying that your money could be your money and your role as consumer isn't just as a toxic fan or as some um, cog in the you know Mark Zuckerberg machine, but it could be used for good. You know there there is some aspect about that. The other thing I would just point out is. Yes, we are in a backlash decade. I think make no mistake about it. This for women. I think for trans people, I just think this is going to be a backlash decade. Backlash decades, we look at the 80s, we look at the 2000s, and now we're in another one. We are are having to understand what were the compromises and what were the hypocrisies of our of of our of these movements we're also understanding where aquarianism went too far so you know when we look at cancel culture when we look at um this kind of stalinistic one size fits all moralism which is on both sides what taurus is trying to say is well the self is important you know your experience and your point of view is important it has to be brought into balance but it is really valuable and i think the 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 biggest you know thing i would say sex and pleasure you know fuck self-care fuck wellness sex and pleasure are you know those are free those don't cost a dime and that's the most important piece of the pie that's getting reclaimed. That's what Cardi B, what Megan, what Doja are like really trying to push forward to. They're the most dangerous. So, you know, we are choosing a Reichian model over a Freudian model. Um, so I know that's a lot. And by the way, when I hang up this recording, I'm going to have a million more things to say. But I'm just trying to lay out that a lot of this stuff is cyclical. 
And a lot of this stuff does lead to progress and a lot of it does lead to backlash. And, and what astrology helps us do is kind of understand that. Um, so thank you for listening. And I also just want to say, you know, if you like this, this podcast is completely free. It's such a pleasure for me to do. I love talking with people who listen to it, many of whom have become friends. Um, if you ever want to support it, you can send me a tip on Venmo. I really appreciate it. It goes a long way for me um, as someone who's kind of basically doing constant independent research. So David underscore Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y on Venmo. You can always send me a tip. And... Um, you know, at your leisure, book a reading. I am always doing astrology and tarot readings. Books are open um, into August, I think. So uh, that's all at davidodyssey.com. You can read all my articles, including one on this subject there. And um, thank you for listening. I will see you next time. Mwah.